Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying only on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects 
vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact The Secret Teachings, you can email us at rdgable, rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. And check out our archive for all of our shows, montages, and my books on the website at thesecretteachings.info. You can also go to the network website, the fringe.fm or just fringe, F-R-I-N-G-E, dot F-M. Listen to the full lineup of shows on the network and download the free Fringe FM app for your smart, I call them dumb, but your smart phone and listen to the Fringe FM 24 hours a day, seven days a week with the Fringe FM app, or you can use the website or TalkStream Live or the Paranormal Radio app. There's plenty of places to listen. There's always streaming content, and you can catch the secret teachings on the network Monday through Friday at the same time, right after Joe Roop and Lighting the Void. Tonight, I'm welcoming back Don Lester and David Parker to the broadcast. They wrote this enormous book, What Really Makes You Ill, Why Everything You Thought You Knew About Disease is Wrong. And I've taken the time, it took me about four months, five months, maybe a total of five months to read through the entire thing. It's enormous and it's jam-packed with information. Some people I know who have read it or who are reading it, they say that it's like a textbook. But I thought it read really easily and it explained things that otherwise I think we interpret them as very complex. And one of the things that was confusing last year when... Around this time, we had major lockdowns in the United States and around the world, and the UK and Australia became very, very dystopian overnight. We heard a lot about conspiracies, and we heard a lot about things like germ theory. And just like with everything else, there's this extreme polarity. And some people said, there's no such thing as COVID-19. It doesn't exist. And that turned into... And it was based on factual information, like there's no virus isolate. The CDC said that months later, the middle of last year. But without going into all the details of this, my point is, before we bring Don and David on, we had people that said COVID-19 doesn't exist. It doesn't cause disease. And that turned into there's no such thing as viruses. And a lot of people have thought that viruses don't exist. Bacteria doesn't even exist. I've heard that one. And I, and I was confused because I had interviewed a Dr. Nancy Appleton who wrote a book about Louis Pasteur and about how he was a plagiarist and about how what he believed and what he thought and what he published was all really just kind of misleading. He didn't fully understand what he was doing. And he also, you know, of course, being a plagiarist, he stole the work of other people. So I was confused why there was confusion. And I figured that part of it probably had to do with some kind of maybe a psychological form of propaganda that was spreading on the internet to create confusion among people. I didn't really know what it was. And when I read Don and David's book, it clarified some of the questions that I had. And now when I talk to people about diseases or germ theory, it's like, it's not that viruses don't exist. The debate is not over that. 
the debate is whether or not viruses cause disease, whether bacteria causes disease, or if they are part of the body's process of detoxification. There was a lot of confusion with the work of people like Dr. Kaufman, who we had on the show. So in bringing Don and David back on the broadcast this evening, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. I'm not exactly sure where the conversation is going to go. It's not scripted, but I did want to start with that, Don and David. I wanted to start with germ theory. Can you guys explain exactly what germ theory is and perhaps more than ever, at least in the 21st century, how important that is to everything that's going on from lockdowns and the ending of people's freedoms as they are or just the simple nature of testing for viruses and quarantining? Can you explain that a little bit? And welcome back to the show. Well, uh, thank you for that. And uh, good to be back with you. Yes, always, always great to talk to you, Ryan. Um, yeah, sure. Without uh, boring any of your listeners who've uh, probably heard us explain this before, but we'll just get to the, the the crux of it. Really, I mean, the whole of the medical establishment and pharmaceutical establishment is based on the germ theory because everything the uh, pharmaceutical companies produce is designed to kill germs, you know, i.e. bacteria or viruses in their eyes. And the medical establishment uh, believes that uh, the vast majority of illness that afflicts mankind and, and indeed animals is caused by either bacteria or viruses. So the whole edifice of the medical establishment and pharmaceutical establishment is based on that one little theory, which is still called a theory. Because as we point out to people, they admit it's a theory, i.e., as in with all theories, it's something that's never been proven. Uh, now, the two basic germs that they refer to, bacteria, which, uh, let's draw the distinction, bacteria are living things, and they're everywhere, both in, in the body, on the body, in the environment, they're everywhere, they're part of nature. Uh, whereas these things called viruses are not living things, even despite the fact that uh, so much disease is attributed to them. But they are not living things. Scientifically, they are not living things. Uh, they are just actually cellular debris. And, and David, okay. aren't, isn't this also an argument in mainline science day and virology that viruses are dead or they're alive? That's still a debate too, isn't it? Well, not really. Um, it's always been accepted uh, scientifically, that for something to be alive, it has to meet certain criteria, which is to be able, that it, a living thing has to either be able to eat, excrete, reproduce, and have a certain minimum DNA. Now, these particles, which they're calling viruses, don't have any of those attributes. So, scientifically, they are not alive and never have been. Now, as people have become more aware of this, largely due to this uh, nonsense of the uh, coronavirus uh, pandemic, um, the authorities have realised that more people are looking into it, more people are speaking out about it, and are and have been pointing this out <laughs> that these particles that they call viruses um, are, are not living things. So how can they attribute so many? Uh, diseases to them, how can they attribute infection, i.e. that these things can float through the air, presumably, and be inhaled by someone else and then actively overtake their cells and multiply? As I say, uh, they're not living, so how can they do that? And indeed, they don't. So they've realized that people are latching onto this and asking much more awkward questions. So 
they started to, as they always do, fudge the issue and start to put out information that said, oh, well, there may be, maybe these things called viruses fall into some sort of grey area where they're sort of not really alive and sometimes they perhaps are. Uh, I've even heard them say, you know, they can be not alive, they can lie dormant and then after a period of time come alive and become active. That's convenient. I mean, this is, Very convenient. Absolute nonsense, of course. Um, and they don't it, give any uh, indication of what it is that activates them. I mean, you know, if they say, oh, well, at, at some stage they can be activated, but they never explain what activates them. So, uh, again, you know, that's that's a big gap in, in the information that they're putting yeah, that's, out. That's huge. Say, well, what is it? Sorry? No, that, that's huge. That's an, mm, enor- yeah. it's an enormous yeah. gap. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, it's a chasm. You, you know, they say, well, they can be activated. Yes, but by what? And there is absolutely zero information on that. We've looked. So yeah, we I, really looked. So, I, so we, we, during our 10 years of research uh, to produce the book, I mean, we obviously looked at it very carefully, not only from what we could find, but also the work of other doctors and scientists throughout the decades, you know, over the 150-year period that uh, sort of so-called modern medicine came into being. And not only is there no proof uh, that uh, these particles called viruses are living or have ever been living or in any way can come to life, um, there is also no scientific evidence that these particles, and I'll call them that, um, have ever been proved to be the cause of any disease. You know, uh, and I'll repeat it because it's worth repeating, you know, uh, using Cox postulates, they to, to prove anything like that, they should have totally isolated the particle, and I do mean isolated in the true sense of the word, which means to separate it from all other things, because the virologists have a different uh, definition of uh, isolation. They say they've isolated something when, in our terms, they haven't. You know, it's uh, basically a cocktail. It will be the particle plus several other things. <laughs> well, that's not isolation, but under their bizarre rules, they'll call that isolation. But that's but that's not the end of it. Even if they did actually isolate it to isolate this particle, they should then, under Cox postulates, which are their rules, they should then uh, fully categorize it to give its full genetic makeup. They should then uh, be able to introduce it to a living organism, preferably a human being, in the normal way, not through injection. You know, the virus is supposed to be able to infect someone by either contagion, touching the skin and not being absorbed, or being inhaled. So they should it should be introduced to a, a living human being in that way. And then it should be able to multiply in that human being and the person should come down with the disease. And then they should be able to take a sample from the blood of that person and see that the particle has indeed multiplied and is the cause of their illness. And those things, simple as they are, have never, ever been done, ever. So are we just, we're just believing this based on the authority that we've been told this, it's been assumed, it's in TV shows and movies, this is what happens when you get sick, this is a viral transmission, this is contagion. This is a pandemic. Yeah. It just is like a cultural myth then. Exactly. Exactly. It's, uh, and as I say, we've spent a lot of time, years in fact, uh, looking for the scientific proof that 
anyone anywhere in the world has been able to prove that any virus has been the cause of any disease. And we've looked for the scientific papers, and we're not the only ones, of course. When uh, Lots of people uh, have looked for these papers, scientific papers, which should be readily available, and they're not. So that's the first red flag, really. You know, if these papers are not available for any virus causing a disease anywhere, then you know there's a problem because those papers should be available. You know, any person who's been able to discover a new virus or prove that this virus is the cause of XYZ disease, you know, they'd be only too happy to have their name up in lights and uh, because it means lots of prestige and money and good jobs for them. So they should be readily available and there isn't any, nowhere. Uh, we've challenged many people to produce them. Let's let's see them. Uh, I mean, many people have written to their health authorities and their governments and asked for this very information under the Freedom of Information Act. And in all cases, and we have copies of these letters that have been returned, in all cases, those authorities have written back and said, we don't have that information. So, uh, you know, they've admitted it themselves, and yet they carry on doing a, a world lockdown and all of this draconian measures that uh, they've imposed on people. So it is a, a complete farce, but it's a very dangerous one and it's causing death and misery around the world uh, purely because of their measures, nothing to do with a, a deadly pathogen uh, because there isn't one, and, and that's for sure. Yeah, from the destruction of small businesses to giant migrant waves and countries that have people that are starving to death in the tens of millions I, I was reading the, the germ theory section of your book before the interview, just read a little section, and one part of it stood out to me. It says, quote, the transmission of any viral particle attached to saliva or mucus traveling through the air has never been observed. Viral particles are only ever observed in a laboratory under an electron microscope. The transmission of viruses in the air is an assumption, as is their ability to travel through a human body. That's the quote from your book, and when I was reading through a lot of the COVID-19 viral transmission, do masks work, etc., reports, studies, Nature magazine, big scientific publications. They actually say in those studies exactly what you said in your book. They said, we could not isolate the virus in the droplets. We assume that it spreads through the droplets. And one study said we found the virus in the droplets, or what they call a virus, but this was under, quote, highly artificial conditions. So if you read their own literature, their own research, this is modern stuff like a few weeks, a few months ago. Just like you say in your book, they're telling you in their own documents, we can't prove this. But then the headline is virus transmission through saliva. And it's extremely misleading, fraudulent. I think it's criminal. It yes, oh, oh, absolutely. Um, and also not not forgetting that, uh, you know, the book came out actually before all of this uh, coronavirus nonsense. So, um, you know, we're not sort of riding on the back of it. You know, we'd put that information out um, about, you know, droplets, um, you know, as I say, before all of this. So the fact that they're now trying to use that and, uh, as, as you say, fraudulently, because in their own papers, I mean, that's one of the things that we did in the book, that we looked at their own um, journal papers, study articles, and there are so many gaps and so many assumptions within all of it that, uh, as you say, the headlines say one thing, um, but the actual um, um, sort of wording within the papers say something say else. something totally different. Don Lester, David Parker, where can listeners get the book? We're going to take a break, come back and go further into this. Okay, sorry. Um, they can get the book, um, obviously, at, uh, on Amazon. 
um, either as a book, hard, a hard copy, or they can get a Kindle version, an electronic copy. So uh, that's probably the easiest. People who don't want to use Amazon can get it through the book depository, who actually deliver to more places than Amazon. So it's quite easy to get. Excellent. I've also seen it on Thrift Books, which is a great website. It's on Thrift Books as well. Don Lesser, David Parker, authors of What Really Makes You Ill, Why Everything You Thought You Knew About Disease is Wrong. We'll be right back here on The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Ides of March is the notorious midpoint of that month associated with the death of Julius Caesar and the settling of debts in ancient Rome. Otherwise, it's a joyous gateway into the spring. To celebrate the coming equinox, The Secret Teachings is offering a one-year subscription to our show archive, montage archive, all of my digital books, and a free physical copy of one of my books with free shipping in the U.S., all for only $50. If you prefer a monthly subscription only to the archives and digital books, it's also available. Either donate $50 one time for the year or establish reoccurring payments through PayPal on our website at thesecretteachings.info or through the PayPal email rdgable at yahoo.com. This offer can be used to extend a current subscription and is good around the world. Your support truly keeps us on air five nights a week supporting both The Secret Teachings and The Fringe FM. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Do you want to know more about UAPs, the paranormal, conspiracy analysis, current events, and other topics that interest you? I'm Jess Rogie, host of The Rogie Report. Explore the unrevealed every Wednesday night, 6 p.m. Pacific, live here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. It's March, the month of the spring equinox, Ostara, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is David Icke, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. It's time you got acquainted with the real hard truth. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists 
recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. From parapsychology to pop conspiracy, and from parapolitics to health and esoterica, I'm Ryan Gable, host of The Secret Teachings, and I'll bring you all of this and more five nights a week right here on The Fringe FM. By using critical thinking and objectivity as keys to understanding, utilizing, and appreciating the secret teachings of all ages. You can catch The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM after Joe Rook and Lighting the Void. This is Grammy-nominated recording artist Johnny Cobb. You're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. your host and you are listening to the secret teachings on the fringe fm the music tonight by white bat audio you can find them on youtube we also have music by secession studios also on youtube tonight we're talking with don lester and david parker they've been on the show a handful of times authors of what really makes you ill why everything you thought you knew about disease is wrong in the first segment we broke down david broke down don broke down germ theory And we talked about some of the fallacies of viruses and the supposed myth of contagion or the contagion myth, as people like Tom Cowan call it in the the book. Uh, We're going to have Tom Cowan on the show here in a couple of weeks as well. Uh, We talked to Dr. Kaufman before as well about uh, viruses and germ theory. And it seems like such an obvious thing and... You said, David, that people have written to governments requesting information. The governments say, we don't have any information. We can't prove this. We look at studies that will tell you in the study, current studies, like a few weeks ago, a few months ago, that will tell you we can't actually isolate the virus. But uh, we're still sure it transmits this way. It's all based on assumption. It's all based on a giant myth. So based on what you guys have researched and based on what you wanted to talk about tonight, some newer material Where would you like to go with the conversation? I'd like to give you an open floor tonight. Okay. Well, because, um, you know, very kindly you've had us on your show a a few times so that we've talked about uh, stuff. So we'd like to sort of still sort of uh, involved with uh, the effects on health. We thought we might like to talk, uh, not exclusively, but talk a little bit about the effects it's having on people and we're talking now about the measures that the various governments have imposed on the public and the effects that it's having on them um but i'm talking particularly about mental health um and also particularly how the effects is having on the younger people who have uh, some you know very young people who've sort of are growing up uh with uh, mask wearing and social distancing and not seeing their relatives. Now, this is having very drastic effects. Um, I know 
talking to doctors uh, in America, Andy Kaufman being one of them, uh, who's a friend of ours, um, have all said how there's been a big increase in the suicide rate. Um, now, that's not... Uh, a coincidence, is it, you know, as to, I mean, we know that, unfortunately, people get depressed and get so depressed that they can take their own lives. But there's been, uh, as uh, Andy Kaufman said to us, a 30% increase in America. Now, that's a huge increase. Uh, and that's all occurred during these lockdowns and social distancing and mask wearing. Um, you know, so this is this is dreadful and can be directly attributed to these draconian measures. And we have similar similar things in the UK where uh, an increase in uh, suicides, particularly um, a, a, a among the young. I mean, we we had some instances that was given to us by a doctor. Uh, this was in the States where um, from two different sources um, where they may have handled within a, uh, this was in a hospital, they may have handled uh, maybe two uh, suicide, either successful suicides or attempted suicides, um, maybe one a week or something like that. Uh, now they're handling two a day. You know, So in a 12-hour shift, um, they can have two. And the same from another source where um, they're getting, um, you know, one a day uh, where it would have been one a month. And this was, this was from a, uh, a police source. So the increase, and this is just young people. So this is, this is absolutely dreadful that young people, teenagers and below are taking their own lives. Now, this cannot be a coincidence that this has gone up so much just during this COVID thing. So it makes you wonder just what is going off. Uh, and it can only be because of these extraordinary measures. I, I, I'm pretty sure, as sure as you can be, that there are more deaths being caused by the measures that the government's imposed on people than from any other reason, you know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we've already said the so-called coronavirus um, isn't responsible for killing anyone, choose what the official statements are. I mean, only the other day, uh, a couple of days ago, I was looking in the UK, this is, at the national statistics of deaths, you know, from any cause. And in the UK, uh, month on month, year on year, it's about, averages it at about 50,000 deaths per month. Okay, and I've looked at it over the last couple of years, and that's including the start of and through the whole of the so-called coronavirus nonsense, and and it stayed the same. So first of all, it gives a lie to the fact that there's been an increase in deaths. I mean, we'd have to say, uh, well, your own figures don't show that, and I'm pretty sure from again talking to uh, Dr. Kaufman that it's it's the same in in the states. You know, there is no demonstrable increase in deaths so either <laughs> either all the normal things that kill people heart attacks or car accidents or something uh, has gone down <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't make any sense but there's certainly no great increase the only thing we did find is in april of uh, 2020 um within uh, the uk uh, instead of uh, and it was over a two-week period that there was a quite a big increase uh, on one month, and it was two weeks in April of 2020, and instead of the normal 50 
thousand, it shot up to eighty eight thousand just for a two week period, uh, which was very strange. Uh, but when it was looked into and um, it was investigated by a, a German uh, journalist to, to what was going off, and I'll, I'll be brief. Uh, it transpired that because uh, that was in the early stages of this nonsense, and there were certain clinics, specialist clinics, set up to examine people and as to what uh, the symptoms were and what could be done and what drugs might work on them. And they were given license, really, to throw any drugs that they liked, to take any uh, intervention that they liked on these people. So, you know, it was anything from putting them on ventilators, which is extremely intrusive, to trying all sorts of drugs, uh, not least of which was hydroxychloroquine, which, um, as people may know, is actually an anti-malarial drug. But also, when you look at the uh, effects of that drug, just in its normal use, it can cause uh, heart fibrillations. And uh, if you use it in a, a stronger dose, it can actually induce a heart attack. And of course, they were using it in very strong doses, along with other powerful antivirals, a whole cocktail of things. Um, so it was hardly surprising that they were going to get this increase in death rates, which is exactly what happened. Uh, and eventually they realized that the actual increase in deaths were them, <laughs> nothing else. And so they stopped doing it. It was over this very short two-week period. And sure enough, you can see from the statistics that uh, the overall death rate dropped back down to its normal average is about 50,000. This is in the UK. So that, that sort of gives a, an indication of... Uh, some of the ways that these things are manipulated. But um, as I say, we, we were particularly uh, concerned about the, the mental effects it's having on people. And um, I think it was only recently heard again in, in the UK of a, uh, a lady, I think she was 66, who had actually committed suicide by throwing herself under a train because she was so afraid that uh, she might get the uh, coronavirus and spread it to her family. And she was so genuinely concerned about this that she took she her own life. She killed herself. Yeah. I, I, she, yeah. That's almost uh, like it, it, comically, it's like if you kill yourself, you guaranteed not to spread it. And some people literally are doing that. Yeah. And this is this is only very recently, and I'm sure that's not terrific. an isolated case. Oh, no. It's unbelievable, and I attribute that directly to the government and the people that are propagating this lie. I mean, I know that many of them are just doing it out of ignorance because although they ought to uh, know better, but they don't. I mean, I'm thinking of the media, really, who just paraphrase anything they're told. But there are people that know this is a complete lie uh, with no scientific basis whatsoever. And they know that cases like that are widespread and yet they carry on doing it. And so, uh, so words, me, words fail me as to what sort of monsters are behind this. Let me ask you this question then, because we have rises in suicide, and you're right, in the United States, suicides have risen, especially among the youth. Um, just while you were talking, I pulled up two major articles uh, about the UK, about the US, and about suicide rates increasing. This was at the end of 2020, so it's mainline. Uh, one was in the British Medical Journal. Uh, major depression, anxiety, stress, fear, trauma, all these things that overall lead to ill health anyway, social isolation, virtual dating, virtual learning, virtual working. They tell you not to shake hands, don't look at people's faces, keep the masks on, don't even have sex. They're telling people at universities, don't have sex. If you do, don't look at the other person, wear a mask during sex, 
you got the total decimation of small businesses, the total decimation of any, any kind of freedom of movement, of speech, of body. Uh, they're being, you're being told, uh, they're telling you that you're going to have to have forced medical treatments, forced vaccines, forced everything, 5, 10, 15, 20 vaccines a year, different numbers, different people saying different things. You've got massive starvation, hundreds of millions of people, the UN estimates, that are going to starve to death because of the lockdowns. They say it's all the virus, the virus is doing it, when, as you said, it's really government officials that are instituting these things illegally in most places. And when you have vaccines now that are going to be tested, I mean, this is just in the last week, that are going to be tested on infants, on six-year-olds, on 10-year-olds, on pregnant women. To me, guys, this sounds like eugenics, killing old people. It sounds like eugenics. It doesn't sound like an accident or just a bunch of psychopaths who want to hurt people. This sounds like an instru- uh, an instrumentally organized and and um, carried out plan or a, or some kind of eugenics agenda. It, it sounds mm. very, 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 very scary when you think of it that way. Yes, I mean, it, it, it's just horrendous. Um, but at the same time, that you know, obvious contradictions when you look at it. I mean, like you're saying about the uh, vaccinations of um, you know, testing vaccines on children. Um, And yet in certain experiments, they say, well, we can't experiment on uh, humans. We can't test this uh, virus or whatever it is on on humans. You know, it's not ethical. And yet they're saying, oh, you know, it's okay to test vaccines on uh, young children and babies, even as, I think, even sort of as young as six months. I mean, it is... um, well, it's outrageous, you know, to to say that they're going to start testing them. Uh, I mean, that's the other thing to point out that, in fact, what's going on now is not a vaccination program. It's a vaccination testing um, program, because the um, I think if you look on the official websites of all these vaccines, they show that they're still under test you know the testing uh, is or the trials are going on until um 2023 or something like that um so they're all actually being trialed now you know this is not a um a, a sort of putting out uh, an implementation of a vaccine program where the vaccines are safe and effective because i mean that's what they say all the time you know it's being reported these vaccines are safe they're they're effective um and that sort of goes into a, a another point that I, I think you know we we'd like to sort of cover because there's a lot been said in the last couple of days um about the um uh, Geert van den bosch what what he's been putting out and saying you know this this vaccination you know these vaccines shouldn't be used um because they're going to create um sort of far more deadly viruses and and a lot of people are you know saying quite rightly that you know the vaccination should be stopped and yes of course they should um, but for completely the wrong reason because they're saying oh because it's you know the virus will mutate um but of course you like we said you know these are particles these particles are just debris you know they can't mutate they can't become become more virulent because they don't cause anything in the first place there is no evidence that any of these particles that are called viruses cause any disease at all so it's it's not just the sort of information it's the mixed messages the mixed um uh reports that are coming out causing confusion and of course you get um certain big names that then take on the information that's put out by um um 
Van den Bosch that, uh, you know, this the vaccination's got to be stopped. Yes, quite right. But 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 for completely the wrong for reason. For different reasons. And he's sorry. No, no, just for different uh, reasons. And, and, and Van den Bosch is okay. he's former Gavi, which is Bill Gates, Melinda Gates, and he's former yes. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Yes, I mean he's he's not an. Uh, I mean he says he's definitely not an anti-vaxxer. What he's saying is obviously this is the wrong sort of vaccine. Um, we should be doing another sort of vaccine. So, uh, which you know, well that that's okay because the vaccine industry is rubbing their hands in glee and going, okay, well we'll produce something else that give us more billions. And of course, you know, the only immunity as we know is is their immunity from prosecution for any kind of uh, ill effects that people uh, that, that happen to people, including you know, dying. I'm sorry, is it too much of um, a stretch to assume that if I've, I've read his conclusion in his report, this scientist, this Dr. Vandenboss that you mentioned, and I had sent you the report as well, we, we talked about it. It's on the website at thesecretteachings.info. But I read the, the conclusion, and it says, the combination of mass vaccination and infection prevention measures is a recipe for a global health disaster. Following the science, one has to conclude that all groups, possibly with the exception of small children, will be heavily affected and subject to rates of morbidity and mortality that raise much faster and much higher than those expected to occur during the natural course of a COVID pandemic. And I thought when reading that, he doesn't specifically say in that section why people would die, why people would get more sick. Since he's worked with Bill Gates and he's worked with Gavi and he's worked with all these big groups and he's worked with Novartis Pharmaceuticals, to me, this almost kind of sounds like an admittance of, yes, the vaccine will hurt you. It might not hurt you because of some other viral strand. It might kill you because of what's in it, because of what it does to the body in general. And this is almost like an admission of guilt an admission of this is what we're doing to you and there's nothing really that you can do. This is like a way, just like we pass laws in the U.S. to give vaccine manufacturers immunity, this almost seems like a global acknowledgement that, look, what we're doing is harmful. It's going to kill people. That's it. And then, then you can't do anything to these people. You can't prosecute them. They, they have full immunity to everything. That's just where my mind goes when I read this crap. Yeah, uh, and crap's a good name for it because, uh, uh, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, we know... I mean, this guy, uh, Van den Bosch, I mean, as you've just read out some of his credentials, when you look at it, I mean, he's the last person you'd want to believe uh, with anything that he says about this. I mean, he is a virologist and uh, virology as a, well, it's not a science, though the methodology of virology is completely meaningless, uh, as we've explained before, and we can talk about that a little bit more. So, you know, he's coming from a, a non-scientific basis. He's worked in all of the... Uh, most of the big uh, vaccine manufacturers companies and you know he's associated very closely with uh, Bill and Melinda Gates you know I mean he's the one person out of anyone who you'd not want to listen to and here he is um, really putting out uh, scaremongering that uh, the present vaccines uh, rather than them now protecting you I mean that you're getting these terms of leaky vaccines which he's talking about and and what he's trying to promote is that the present vaccines that are going out which he's calling leaky vaccines will um, allow the people that have been vaccinated to actually carry the virus but be unaware of it and not have any symptoms but be able to pass it on to unvaccinated people, you know. So nice bit of scaremongering there. I mean, there is no scientific evidence for any of this, no, none I mean, whatsoever. So this is so just this is what they're doing. This is sophist and sophisticated propaganda. 
Yes, I mean, they've been talking about vaccine shedding for for years. And, um, you know, people still believe that vaccines shed viruses. And that's why it is so important. I know, you know, we keep repeating it, but it's it's so important for people to understand that these particles that have been called viruses have never, and I mean never, been proven to cause disease. So it doesn't matter if the vaccines do shed these particles because there's nothing that those particles can do to cause somebody else to be ill. And yet, as you say, you know, um, families are being kept separate. People are being terrified. I mean, not just scared, but terrified, like that woman who sadly took her own life. She was terrified that she might get the virus, spread it to her family and, and really do them some harm or, you know, potentially even kill them. I mean, this is just appalling. Well, yes, like David said, words fail us. Um, you know, all the all the words that you can think of, you know, I mean, it's absolutely despicable. It's very difficult for Dawn and myself, um, having studied this for so long and talked to so many other doctors and read so much of the technical literature about it, it's, it's very difficult for us to comprehend that people like Van den Bosch, who are supposed to be scientifically trained, and others like him, are putting out such trash, you know, putting out information that they must know they have no scientific backup for anything they're saying. They must know this because it's very easy to disprove what they're saying, and yet they just carry on doing it. And they get a voice through the media um, to put it out there. Uh, <laughs> and it's unbelievable. And the other thing that's unbelievable is that it sucks in some people who really ought to know better you know, uh, I'm not going to mention their names, but um, they, they really ought to know better than to sort of be dragged into something like this uh, that he's putting out when it's obvious it cannot be true under any form of scientific analysis at all. It, it cannot be true. Um, and, and yet they get sucked into it. Um, and that I, I find astounding. I think it's, uh, words. <laughs> it, fall, it falls within that paradigm of something either being one side or the other side. And when you take a more balanced approach in the middle, when you have people that say viruses exist and cause disease and others that say viruses don't exist, which is a misconception about the, the idea and the nature of germ theory, which is what I've experienced talking to people, uh, Don and David, is that people say, well, if you don't think viruses cause disease, you're saying viruses don't exist. It's like, no, that's not what I said. So if you're, yeah. in, you're in the middle and you look at things and you ask those questions that you guys are asking, where's the science? Where's the proof of any of this? I think what happens when you have other radio shows and other people that are promoting this, they're taking that other side and it becomes almost political in a way and it's not profitable. And it's, it doesn't drive an audience if you try to talk about things in a balanced way and in, in, in a reasonable way and say, look, there's no evidence for any of this. Here's the evidence that there's no evidence. That doesn't really sell. And I think a lot of it has to do with marketing a show. I know a lot of radio shows that do this. It's all about profit or it's all about image. It has nothing to do with getting people accurate, credible information. I think that's what a lot of the problem is, at least in my world of radio. Yes, and I I would agree with that. I mean, I have to say that's, of course, deplorable, um, particularly at this time. And because of the consequences uh, for people, uh, in fact, the whole of humanity, you know, this is no time, really no time for uh, radio hosts or television hosts to be, you know, playing to the uh, audience, as it were, to keep their 
uh, viewing figures up and to keep their advertising up. You know, this is no time. I mean, they're gambling with uh, with the the future of humanity, and and I don't exaggerate when I say that. You know, if this is not taken under control, and these the monsters that have been, and I use that word uh, deliberately, the monsters that are behind this. Uh, program uh, and the higher echelons, uh, the people who run the world and have done for a long time. If this is not stopped now, then, as I've said before, the future of uh, humanity as a whole worldwide is very dark indeed. Uh, so it has to be stopped. I mean, just with just the things that we've been talking about and the things that we can see happening in the streets with families. Um, that's that's only the tip of the iceberg, and that's dark enough as it is. I mean, society has been changed radically just in the last 12 months. Um, and, and that's not just talking about the increase in suicides. I mean, people are becoming sheep. It's becoming normal practice for them to just walk about in a mask all the time. It's normal practice not to go and see their loved ones. It's normal practice not to hug and kiss their loved ones. Um Children are growing up, seeing adults wearing masks all the time. You know, it's horrendous. They're going. Kids are going to school. Uh, I, I saw it um, only the other day because the children have just gone back to school in the UK, and uh, they were. Uh, the media were happy to show a whole classroom with about thirty odd. Uh, I guess they were sort of about twelve year olds, all sat bolt upright at their desks, all fully masked up. Uh, and it sent shudders down my spine to, to see it. it. It just was so bizarre. And, and they spend all day like that every day. Uh, well, they put, what sort they, of effect is that having? Right. And they put kids in bubbles. I've seen bands and classrooms in other countries where they put people in bubbles, little zipper up bags, basically, where the kids have to play yes. the instrument. I mean, this is so evil to target children, to target the elderly, to target people in the ways that people are being targeted. Like it's a eugenics operation. And there's so many different angles that we can approach and look at this from. We're going to go into more details after break. Don Lester, David Parker, What Really Makes You Ill is the book. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere right here on The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, somewhere between the normal and paranormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare right here on The Fringe FM. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. 
Hey, Fringe listeners, Dave Cruz here, reminding you that Beyond the Strange airs live Monday evenings at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on The Fringe FM. BTS is your one-stop shop for the paranormal, the bizarre, and most of all, the strange. Join me and co-host Black Sky Paranormals, Russ Bailey, as we discuss topics such as aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, and much more. Also, we talk with profound guests, authors, researchers from all over the world, and we take your calls live on the air. Go to beyondthestrange.com and learn more about the show, guests, times, free registration for our newsletter, merch, and much more. Again, that's Beyond the Strange, Monday evenings, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. And as always, stay strange. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Ides of March is the notorious midpoint of that month associated with the death of Julius Caesar and the settling of debts in ancient Rome. Otherwise, it's a joyous gateway into the spring. To celebrate the coming equinox, The Secret Teachings is offering a one-year subscription to our show archive, montage archive, all of my digital books, and a free physical copy of one of my books with free shipping in the U.S., all for only $50. If you prefer a monthly subscription only to the archives and digital books, it's also available. Either donate $50 one time for the year or establish reoccurring payments through PayPal on our website at thesecretteachings.info or through the PayPal email rdgable at yahoo.com. This offer can be used to extend a current subscription and is good around the world. Your support truly keeps us on air five nights a week, supporting both The Secret Teachings and The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Yo, hi there. It's Gigi from Shift Happens. Just stopping by to tell you to stop it. Stop that. Stop that thing that you're doing. And redirect all of your attention right directly back here to the Fringe FM. This is Jess Rogie, host of the Rogie Report, and you're listening to the Fringe FM, KTLK, digital broadcasting. Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? Do you really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhance and improve sound quality. Edit out those awkward processing slips, mix multiple clips and tracks, back volumes, deliver consistent sound. Live podcast production, show notes and SEO optimization, episode upload to hosting, live call screening, balance levels allowed to measure broadcast standards, full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, show artwork, video and audio production, gotta do video. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio and video production needs. From simple podcast to audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. The biggest thing is time. A lot of people that podcast don't have time. Time is like a really valuable currency next to cost. It's even more important than money. Why waste your time doing all this stuff? This is what we can do for you. Think about like the hours and the money you're going to have to put into doing all this by yourself. Doesn't make sense. It's going to take you months to launch. If we did it for you, we could do it tomorrow. Visit thefringe.fm, join our team and get jump started on your podcast today. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. 
It's March, the month of the spring equinox, Ostara, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Thanks again. Um, This is very refreshing, and I look forward to talking with you more soon, Ryan. Hey, this is Anthony Tyler, author of Dive Manual, Empirical Investigations of Mysticism, uh, website divemind.net, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable, my man. Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination, where happiness is an illusion, where the past, present, and future all coexist on the same timeline. Ryan Gable, your host, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. You can check out our website at thesecretteachings.info for a full list of all of our past broadcasts. Catch The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday, five nights a week, right here on The Fringe. Visit thefringe.fm for more information on the network and other shows. And if you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. Dot com, social media, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. Don Lester and David Parker are on the broadcast with us this evening. They are the authors of What Really Makes You Ill. And one of the things that Don had sent me was a list of uh, potential things to talk about tonight. One of the things I read in that email, Don, was about the targeting of youth, especially through music and lyrics and frequency. And I don't know how much you guys know about some of the other topics I talk about on this show, but that's one of the areas of specialty that I will discuss the esotericism, the occultism, the magical nature of the entertainment industry, and particularly the music industry. And one of the things I noticed, I was rewriting and re-editing my book, The Technological Elixir, which has a section on it about the music industry and about technology and about AI. And when I was writing that section, I went back and I was watching some music videos, and I started noticing that in music videos starting about the, the beginning to the midpoint of 2020, and even going back to 2018 and 2019, musicians from uh, you know rappers and pop stars to even, I, I think there was like a band, like a rock band I saw, uh, and there was a girl who's like a pop star slash rock star, and they were wearing masks, but not trendy, cool, kind of weird masks that might drive attention to a video because it's kind of controversial or something BDSM and sexual. They were wearing like medical masks. I noticed it in Elon Musk's girlfriend. She has uh, a number of music videos on YouTube. A lot of her stuff's up there. And she had masks on while they were talking about the the killing and the death of humanity. Uh, another pop star, she did an entire album basically on a mask and called it a scary mask. And in 2019, she said, the masks are coming, the masks are coming. So I started noticing that and I thought, wow, that's Definitely predictive programming. Some of it might be a coincidence, but it definitely ties into what you said, Don, about, or maybe this was your idea, David, about the deliberate targeting of young people, especially through music, which is a very, very powerful medium, especially when you're looking at music videos as well. What do you guys think about the music industry and the entertainment industry and the targeting of young people in that, in that way, in that regard? 
Yes, it it is something we've looked into quite a bit, again, because it's uh, all to do with mental health and, uh, as you say, predictive programming. Um, I'm, I have seen where uh, these people who are behind the scenes, if you like, um, they know very well that, uh, as they think in their terms, the older people, i.e. us, who've been around a lot longer and can see where these patterns are going and have... Uh, read more about it and they investigated it so they sort of see us that uh, well we're never going to change their minds uh, and they're going to die out sooner or later uh, so let's go for the young people because uh, they're impressionable if we get to them early enough um, we can we can do the brainwashing we can uh, program them in the way we want and then they will eventually be the only people that's left you know so it's uh, you can see where they're coming from with that and Music and entertainment is one of the ways. I mean, um, looking at uh, hip-hop, let's say, in particular, um, and if you look at it over the uh, decades, the last few decades, you can see how it's changed uh, in the sort of lyrical content and in the video content uh, of those things. And this is not because I'm prudish in any way, but you can see how it's uh, been degraded from um, the lyrics actually putting out meaningful messages to actually just being about um, uh, debasement and uh, about um, sexual depravity, about killing, about uh, just affluence being the uh, the king. Uh, it's a it's a degradation message that's put out in it and uh, flaunting their wealth and they do get particularly wealthy um, from uh, in this industry and th so there's been and you can see it a definite change in and this is not just isolated artists this it, it's across the whole uh, genre um, and so that and that's just in that one particular one but in the whole uh, film and tv you can see the same thing i mean anyone if anyone does who's listening uh, does uh, have a look through Netflix, for instance, and the amount of uh, films that are on offer on next Netflix, which is considerable, uh, but you'll see the vast amount, and I do mean the vast amount, are all about violence. Now we may all like a good thriller occasionally or a good detective story, but the, these are it's it's all violence. There's no. It's very rare to find what you would call a good story. Uh, and there are many things you can have good stories about. Uh, but the vast majority of the films about violence. Uh, the same with the video games that uh, most young children play. They're sh what you might call shoot 'em ups. You know, they're, they're violence. It's about killing things. And this is a slow drip technology to, I believe, to debase the, the younger generation who are growing up with this. And it desensitizes them. And this is not accidental. This is uh, a deliberate act. Um, and then on the other hand, you've got, because of the lockdowns, you've got all the sort of uh, more artistic things, the theatres and whether it's operas or concerts, uh, live music. Of course, they've all been closed down. Uh, the art galleries uh, all been closed down. So the places where people could go to have their uh, senses appeal to in a an expanding way in a you know to to appeal to that inner side of people to be uplifting they've closed them all down uh, so no one can get that anymore so all they're left with is uh, going to netflix and seeing violence uh, 
all of these things is part and parcel of a uh, an attack and an assault on uh, the population and, and particularly the young people and they they do it you know if you look carefully you can see it you can see it through the films tv um and music that people listen to they don't get to see live gigs anymore um but it it's doesn't take much to be able to see that this is a a contrived and deliberate assault on people's senses a debasing of people's senses and i'm not going as i say from a prudish point of view i'm coming from a factual point of view and uh, you can see it if you you don't need to look very hard but also these kind of um like music the arts um are uh, creative um, efforts, you know. So this is where people's ability to be creative is is being shut down uh, to then be told what they're supposed to do and they then have to take orders. So, again, it's not uh, – it's just shutting down people's ability to to think, to be creative, to generate something different – so it's turning everyone into sort of being regimented to to follow these orders, to put on the mask, to um, keep away from people. Uh, and, I mean, no, no wonder it's putting the pressure on the young people to, uh, you know, who are taking their own lives because they, you know, those who are, shall we say, more sensitive are not able to see anything uh, uh, well, creative for their future. You know, they're, they're probably wondering what their lives are going to be. I mean, I, I you know, I don't think there's any reports on the reasons that these people are, are taking their lives, um, but you can see quite easily that it's their, the creativity being shut down because, you know, the culture, anything that's genuinely um, uh, uplifting, as, as Dave was saying, anything that sort of makes people feel better and, you know, even just going outside, being outside in a meeting with people, uh, if, if that's shut off, then it's, it, you know, the loneliness, the introversion, and, and it's a slow, um, uh, it's slowly detrimental to, to their own well-being because they've got no creative outlets yes. anymore. Yeah. Well, that's, it's, it's so bad now. I mean, here in the United States, I know it's pretty bad in the UK, and you have mm-hmm. institutes like Tavistock and these big foundations that produce this propaganda and these studies and reports that they give to politicians and so-called leaders, and they try to organize policies and laws and things like that around it and here in the united states it's getting to the point at least with how media portrays things that uh, i read a a a poll the other day and they were saying that they they want in some places they want to make asking a woman on a date sexual harassment so we're to the point now where you can't even have an interaction with another person same or opposite sex without it being a, a an offense like a criminal offense i mean this this is like so anti-human and so alien it's so mm. alien to what humans are as social creatures it's so alien to our innate desire to be with other people to be outside it's putting people into bubbles isolating them shutting them off from creativity and destroying the essence of their soul and their spirit i mean there's only one word to use for this it's the inversion of the word liv it is evil it is evil and it's the destruction of love and compassion it's the destruction of beauty. They're actually rolling back in the United States executive orders uh, that would actually make government architecture beautiful, classical architecture. They're rolling that back, and they want to make more buildings that are gray cubes and boxes. Everything is so destructive and so disgusting. 
And when you have a culture of that, when you have a society of that, it is the essence of dystopia. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we've often said, you know, there is uh, a war going on, as a, a war against humanity that is going on, and uh, it's attacking from all sides to destroy, as you've said, what human actually is. I mean, even simple things for single people who have been used to using computer dating, you know, which has become quite a big thing, you know, easy for people to meet one another. But of course, they can't now. So there must be lots of single people who would have been able to set up a date through in a, in a proper way and meet people. But of course, now they can't. So there must be lots of single people who are, who are feeling very isolated. They have no partner. They can't even get a partner. They have no chance of finding a partner because they can't go to clubs or bars or coffee houses. They can't use computer dating. They can't because they can't meet anyone. So again, people are getting more and more cut off. Uh, and young people, uh, this is again that's being affected. Uh, and this is all deliberate. You know, I can't believe for one moment that the people who have put these measures into place are not aware of the damage they're doing. It's not only that they're not aware of it, they're very aware of it. And they've planned it, as you mentioned, Tavistock Institute. I mean, they're prime suspects as people who do this. You know, they play these psychological games. They know full well what the implications will be when they do these things. And that's why they do it. And that's why I call them monsters. Um, because it's not an accident. No, that's not an accident. They are monsters, and I have a hard time understanding why Bill Gates can get on a TED Talk or he can get on TV and just outright tell you 700,000 people are going to die of the vaccines. We need to reduce the human population. His dad worked for Planned Parenthood, the Birth Control Society. Their goal was to exterminate a large portion of the population through birth control and through quote-unquote family planning. That's one of numerous organizations. They have a history of eugenics, of destroying the elderly population, targeting the youth, as you guys said, and then everybody in the middle falls into line and falls into order like a conquering military on a, on a, on a culture, on a society, and the way that they decimate it and they break it into pieces. You can read about what the Romans used to do. They used to kill a lot of the men who resisted. They would take the women as wives or slaves. They would brainwash the children, and they would kill the elderly. This is like a tactic of war, but it's being done yeah. to the whole planet. And I don't get how people can still think these people are like Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab are great human beings. They're, they're not even human beings. They seem like aliens. They, they act like things that are not human. Mm, no, no, definitely. I mean, uh, as you were saying, again, with the tactics of, uh, um, you, uh, you know, taking the men. And uh, I, I know it's something that, that you've uh, mentioned before in some of your other programs, but there's certainly... Um, something where the uh, you know the the male you know the alpha male should we say uh, who is the protective force for the family is being attacked is is not being seen as um well is is being degraded really you know the idea that they that there should be a an alpha male or, or just a male who cares enough to um protect to protect their family so it, it's been seen as aggression whereas it's it's not it's it's i would have thought a natural thing now i'm you know it's not doing the sort of male female thing you know obviously it's um 
it's far more complicated than that but it's you know we have our roles as it were within society and, and one of the things is for you know the males to be to be able to protect when when under threat and yet so so many are just um, you know, acquiescing, over. rolling over, acquiescing to these measures and just putting on the mask, muzzling themselves and not speak, you know, standing up, speaking out. Um, and just cowering. They, they, they just cower and, uh, and let this happen to them. And I, and I think another example, which is worth mentioning, because it seems very much one of those flavours uh, of the year, as it were, and that's uh, gender fluidity. And again, I believe this is another attack uh, deliberate on what is uh, maleness and femaleness, you mm. know, where now, you know, <laughs> it's quite obvious that there are two sexes, uh, quite easy to identify male and female. But now they're trying to tell us, no, there's, uh, you know, there's in between. Well, well, no, there isn't. There isn't in between. And that's not to say that uh, I'm sort of... Uh, shouting out against uh, homosexuality, whether it's male or female. And of course, but there are not more than two sexes. Now, people may have different uh, sexual uh, preferences, and, and that's fine. But to try and uh, take it to the extremes that the media is doing, to say that, um, uh, you know, children, and I do mean children, have the right to choose what sex they want to be, um at very early ages, you know, and we have seen cases of, you know, seven-year-olds and 10-year-olds being sort of encouraged to uh, decide that they're male if they're a girl or female if they're a boy, you know. Uh, children of that age, you know, they, they don't know and they, there should be no pressures put on them to try and tell them that there should be something different. Um, but this is being encouraged. And I, again, I think this is another deliberate attack on humanity uh mm. but through very sort of insidious and very unsavory ways as i say nothing against uh people having different sexual preferences but this is for adults to decide not for yeah not for children. children not for children no if you study no. the if you studied the history of something like cultural marxism you can see in russia in the early 20th century in uh, weimar germany particularly in berlin in the 1920s uh, and in a number of other countries, the same thing that's happening in the UK and the United States today, it's not a coincidence, it's not an accident, it's, it's textbook. This, yeah. this kind mm. of thing yeah. is an organized agenda. And, and like, for mm. example, I studied Weimar Germany in the 1920s. And in Weimar Germany, what they did was they began the publication, these organizations and foundations about equality and sexual uh, justice and things like that. They started these publications of hardcore pornography, homosexuality, cross-dressing, and they made it available to children. And these publications that wanted to eradicate publicly, openly, they wanted to eradicate German men, get rid of German men, get rid of, and then after the men are gone, get rid of German women, destroy the family structure entirely. And it has nothing to do with equality or justice. These are just words. What it has to do with is destroying the culture running it down, breaking it down, and conquering it. That's what's happening today. It has nothing to yep. do with gender or sex or preference. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely correct. And if people would, like you've done, uh, Ryan, if people would study history more, they would see 
these patterns, they would see that it's not the first time this has been done and that there is an agenda and uh, and they shouldn't fall for it. You know, there's a definite planning operation here uh, and, it's, and they've been very successful, uh, born out of, for the most part, people's ignorance. Uh, and they're allowing themselves to be manipulated by the media, by the governments into these dead end alleys that they're going into. And that's why I said earlier, they, if people don't wake up and do something, they, they will not be able to wake up. Uh, it'll be too late and they'll be trapped. And, uh, and that's the really scary thing. I was talking to a, uh, a builder chap uh, only the other day who, as I find out, I always, if you know, I've got contractors come to my house to do some work, I always test them out by first of all extending my hand to shake their hands you know and see whether they'll do that and i did that with this particular chap and uh, he hesitated and he said oh are we supposed to do that and i said yes we certainly are we're human beings i said i don't don't fall for all this nonsense and he said oh he said thank heavens for that he said uh, uh, i don't believe it either and then he shook my hands uh, and uh, Adelaide, we started to have a little chat with him uh, before he got on with the work. And it was quite obvious that he was quite switched on. He'd been doing some studying and realised that this whole thing was a hoax, which was great. But he then said, but I'm absolutely terrified of what they're going to do, what they're doing to us. He said, I'm, that's what, he said, I'm not afraid that there's any virus around. Uh, he said, that's quite obviously a load of nonsense. But he said, I'm terrified with what they're doing because he could see it. Um, and he was genuinely terrified, you know, and this was a great big strapping builder, you know, uh, not so, uh, you know, who was generally terrified by what is happening. And uh, it, it is very scary. Uh, it truly is. And that's why we have to stop them. And that's what I said to him. We can. We, they can be stopped. You know, don't give up. Uh, I said, it's education. And then he, he got on to talking about how difficult it is talking to his friends and even family who some will start to listen, uh, but many, and it's the majority, will just think he's crazy and uh, call him stupid. And he offers to debate it with him. He said, well, with them, you know, if you think I'm stupid, well, tell me where I'm wrong. Give me a counter argument. Of course, they never do. They just uh, retreat back into uh, calling you names. And uh, I said, yes, unfortunately, that's a very common experience. But I said, don't give up. You know, we, even if you can only change one mind at a time, we, we have to do it. Because uh, I said, rest assured, although you wouldn't know it from the media, there are hundreds of thousands of people around the world uh, that think like us, that they know this is a hoax, that they know we have to do something to push back and stop this uh, tyranny from continuing. Uh, so I said, don't give up. Uh, so this is a common experience, and I'm sure you've come across it too, Ryan. Uh, and uh, and it, it can be it can be very daunting um, when you see how many people in the streets appear to be just sheep and uh, and are going just going along with it. Um, but I'm I'm still. Uh, Dawn and I are still optimistic because we know that, uh, I think we may have spoke of this before, we know that, you know, the basis of reality, this reality that we live in is consciousness and that, you know, all consciousness is connected and, you know, with our conscious connections, uh, which have no physical limits, of course, um, we can be positive and minds can change and minds, the consciousness a changing consciousness will affect 
physical outcomes, what we see as experiences. And uh, I'm very much a believer in this. And so it's, it's important that we, we know that uh, and that we continue to be optimistic and know that this tyranny uh, can be overcome. Uh, and I'm not talking about armed insurrection, <laughs> tempting as that might sound, but of course it's been tried many times in the past with revolutions, whether it's the French Revolution or any other. And whenever armed insurrection is uh, used, it's uh, always doomed to failure in the end. Um, and this would be no different. So it's much more fundamental changes that need to be made. Um, so I wish we can talk about it if you wish. But uh, I am optimistic in spite of the darkness of the things that we end up talking about i am optimistic that it can be changed I'm, I'm optimistic to a degree that it can be changed and i think a lot of it starts with our perception of the world and it has to do with beliefs and facts and the difference between the two and how people seem think they can interchange the words like you have a belief and you're entitled to your own belief and somehow that because well, there's a saying here in the u.s you're entitled to your own you know belief but not your own facts but when facts become belief and beliefs are considered facts and vice versa and vice versa, you end up with a lot of confusion. And one of the best things I think people can do is when you're told something, go find the evidence of it. Whether it's something I say, something Don or David say, or it's something that you hear in the news or you read in a headline or you read on the news. Go find the evidence of it. Most of the time, like we were talking about in the first segment tonight, when you're looking for evidence that viruses cause disease, you can't find it. You can find associations. You can find possibilities. You can find words like may, could, might, but you don't find hard evidence of it. And I was just looking through the news while you guys were talking, pulling some articles up from earlier today, and they're talking about how people are having these horrible reactions to the COVID-19 vaccine. And you read the article and it says, this is just your body's immune system ramping up to make you healthy while it makes you sick. It's an inversion. You read the evidence, and it's like, no, the vaccine's making you sick. And I'm sorry to say it, but the vaccine's making you sick, moron. That's what's making you sick, okay? It's not making you better by making you sick. Guys, it's an inversion of reality. Yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. I mean, um, and the other thing to remember is that uh, the uh, percentage of um uh, reactions that are actually reported is is not the full number. In fact, um, there are some suggestions that it could be as as little as a um, you know five to ten percent of all adverse reactions are actually reported to the authorities. So the statistics that are showing however many thousands of uh, adverse reactions that people are having to this vaccine, and you know again they can vary, um, but but that's you know, just the tip of the iceberg because some people are uh, experiencing reactions that they're not even necessarily reporting to their doctors. And um, from what I understand, the... Um, the actual reporting systems are voluntary anyway, which means that doctors yeah. are not obliged to forward that information to the appropriate authorities. So therefore, the authorities don't have the full picture. I mean, the other ludicrous thing is, you know, saying that these reactions are side effects. Uh, I mean, that's just absolutely ludicrous because they are direct effects. You know, of course they are, you know, when somebody's not well. But of course, they, they try and fudge that issue as well because they say, well, you know, um, that person may have you know, been ill anyway, 
regardless of the vaccine. Um, but it, that's a misunderstanding of um, how the body actually works and what disease is and um, what the symptoms are. And symptoms are the body's efforts to, uh, you know, expel toxins and repair damage. So any kind of symptoms means that the body is trying to repair damage. In other words, there has been damage. Yes, Don David Lester, par- uh, Don David, Don Lester, David Parker on the broadcast with us this evening. And yes, Don, that's what I've researched. That's what I've read. I learned more of that in your book, What Really Makes You Ill. It's your body trying to repair. It's your body trying to excrete poison and toxin. It's your body trying to heal itself from other things that actually make you ill besides viruses and bacteria. Don Lester, David Parker on the broadcast. More after this. Maybe we can talk about practical solutions when we come back from break. How does that sound? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's do it right here on The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Brian Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM. And join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports the secret teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. The Ides of March is the notorious midpoint of that month associated with the death of Julius Caesar and the settling of debts in ancient Rome. Otherwise, it's a joyous gateway into the spring. To celebrate the coming equinox, The Secret Teachings is offering a one-year subscription to our show archive, montage archive, all of my digital books, and a free physical copy of one of my books with free shipping in the U.S., all for only $50. If you prefer a monthly subscription only to the archives and digital books, it's also available. Either donate $50 one time for the year, or establish reoccurring payments through PayPal on our website at thesecretteachings.info, or through the PayPal email rdgable at yahoo.com. This offer can be used to extend a current subscription and is good around the world. Your support truly keeps us on air five nights a week, supporting both The Secret Teachings and The Fringe FM. 
they all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then they, the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> like you're all working for the same guy. It's March, the month of the spring equinox, Ostara, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out The Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. You can check out our website at www.thesecretteachings.info for a list of all of our past broadcasts and all of the montages. Get access to both of those archives when you subscribe to the show. You'll also get digital copies of all of my books, and we're running a special. You'll get a physical copy of one of the books, too, free shipping in the U.S. We do ship around the world. Just go to thesecretteachings.info. It supports the show, it supports the network, and it supports you. It allows us to do this broadcast five nights a week and talk to interesting and informative and wonderful people like Don Lester and David Parker who are on the broadcast with us this evening, authors of What Really Makes You Ill, Why Everything You Thought You Knew About Disease is Wrong. Don, David, let's talk about practical solutions. What can we do to overcome the dystopia around us, and what can we do to overcome the misconceptions, the bad, poor associations in terms of data and statistics and facts? And what can we do to realign our perceptions with things that are more accurate and things that are more balanced? What can we do to really make the world a better place in those ways? main things is that people need to uh, be choosing where they get their information from. Um, I think people need to realize that all the mainstream media, uh, the government, any spokesmen that are coming through their TVs, radios, uh, are not going to, are not telling them the truth. So they need to stop listening to that. It may sound a drastic step, but that's the honesty of it. Um, there's lots of shows like this one, uh, where people can, uh, go and start to find out the truth about the situation, you know, and these are not conspiracy theorists. You know, we're not conspiracy theorists. We're uh, genuine researchers who spent years looking at this, uh, the same as, as you have, Ryan. And there are other places this is happening too. So the first thing is to stop taking your information uh, from the mainstream, whether it's the government, whether it's the 
pharmaceutical companies, the medical establishment, or in particular the media, stop taking your information from them. You will be misled every time, that's for sure. So once you start to uh, get the right information is to uh, also, because as we just touched on earlier, that you know this reality we live in is driven by consciousness, you know, all things start in consciousness. And this is not some uh, pie in the sky type of uh, philosophy. Uh, anyone who's studied uh, what reality is all about will realize <clears throat> there is a certain mechanism at play. So <clears throat> people need to study that. And that's not something we can cover in uh, half an hour or an hour or two. This it takes quite a bit of study. But consciousness is a very important thing. And that's where all creation starts in consciousness. Um, but then there are practical things which can be done uh, because if people think about the situation that we're in now they, and realize that this is a very unique period in human history um, and it's, some people have referred to it as a healing crisis, you know, the, the situation is so dire now that there, there is a crisis, there's a crisis point, there's a tipping point, a pivotal point in human, the whole of human history which can now go either of two ways, it can carry on down the dark road that we're trying to be forced down, or it can bring about this new change, which can happen, which will bring literally a new way of living for the whole planet, uh, which is the way it should be, you know, it, where people are truly free, and that we free ourselves from uh, some of the uh, very easy to see uh, things that have been binding people and these are practical things for instance uh, if we look at uh, the money supply I mean I, I know you will have talked about this on your show so I'm only going to mention these in brief uh, the money supply at the moment is all run through a central banking cartel worldwide uh, where and it's fictitious money it's fiat money where uh, they just uh, invent money you know uh, so you, you buying your house, uh, borrow, you need to borrow from the bank X hundreds of thousands of dollars, uh, and they just put some numbers in your account. But, you know, they haven't got X hundred thousand dollars sort of sat in a safe somewhere. They can just put any number in your bank that they wish. It could be thousands, it can be millions if governments are borrowing it. Um, and then they charge you interest on it. They don't have the money in the first place. It's just that because they're classed as central banks, they have the power to do this rather than the governments themselves owning the banks, and then they could own uh, lend money interest-free. And this has been done before, and it could be done again. And that would take away um, the crippling debts that all countries are now being driven into, because, of course, uh, we're led to believe that our governments have had to borrow heavily from these central banks to uh, pay for... Uh, people who are now not able to work, so they're giving money away, if you like, um, and that eventually we, the taxpayers, are going to have to pay that back. I mean, they're already in the UK have been putting up uh, uh, various taxes and that'll continue. So they'll continue to bleed the people who still have jobs. They'll continue to bleed them dry until they also <laughs> go Crazy. It, it, it sounds like it sounds like engineered economic collapse, and it kind of sounds like maybe this would benefit the World Economic Forum and the UN. Mm. Yes, I mean yes. <laughs> this this is again a planned thing. It's not by accident. Um, so this is one of the things. I mean, you imagine the situation where 
The banks uh, are taken away from private control, which is where they are at the moment, owned by just a few families. I mean, people will know who some of them are, and the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds in particular, who have their fingers in every bank in the world in one way or another. But they're all privately owned. You know, the Federal Reserve is a private bank, the Bank of England, which is what they say. You know, they try to make out, particularly in the UK, that the Bank of England is is a, um, a government enterprise. It's not a private enterprise. But that's nonsense, of course. The government borrows money from it. Well, if the government owned it, they wouldn't be borrowing money from themselves and they certainly wouldn't pay, be paying interest to themselves. But of course they do. Well, they don't. We do because the government doesn't have any money. Only what it takes from the citizens who have to work for it. So this is this is the debt merry-go-round that people are trapped into. And that has to be stopped by the banks, the, the control of the money being put back into the public control um, and money can be then loaned uh, interest-free in the same way as it is in uh, probably Islamic countries because usury, that's lending money at interest, is actually against the law uh, in in all religions. People only think that it's against the law in Islam, but it's actually against the law in Christianity, Judaism, all religions, uh, which makes you wonder why the heads of the churches are not uh, pointing this out to the government, that uh, lending money at interest is actually against their religion. But of course they don't do this because they're part and parcel of the problem. And if that offends anyone who's a devout uh, Christian, then I'm sorry, but that is the truth. Uh, and if they check out their religion, they'll see that uh, usury is, is also a crime within their own religion. So lending money at interest should be done away with. Uh, that would also take the pressure off young people because of all these student loans that, uh, you know, that, well, that crippled them for, for years. And now, of course, with fewer opportunities for employment, um, that then leaves them with, with debts that they possibly, you know, have, have no ability to ever pay. And it just looks like it's sort of, it, you know, a forever kind of, you know, noose around their, their necks, as it were. Which it's so, intended to be. Yes. And it's... it's uh, it's designed to control people and mm. countries through debt. So the next thing that would want to be is to, there'd be a debt jubilee. That's the cancellation of all debts. This is not pie in the sky stuff, because don't forget, these debts are fictitious. They're not based on uh, anything real. This is just banks lending fictitious money and claiming interest on it. Uh, so it's not take, even taking anything from them. Uh, it's just stopping them making any more money illegally out of the people so there could be a debt jubilee where all, all debts are wiped out in an instance so you imagine these things where money if you needed to borrow it for a house would be uh, interest free and uh, all of the debts which have been uh, imposed illegally are wiped out that would make a, a big difference in itself and then we'd have to look at uh, the, in, the return to natural law um, where governments um, we, well, we wouldn't want to call them that. We'd, we'd have administrations in the true sense of the word where there are actually people carrying out the wishes of the people. You know, so it's it's really what the constitutions that were set up for, you know, uh, control of the people, by the people, for the people. You know, our constitutions, all the main constitutions of the world are the same. They all originate from Magna Carta in 1215 uh, in the UK. They all originate from that. So it was set up to be that. So, but of course, 
that's just uh, never happened, um, where the governments just uh, are selected, you know, whether people think that they're really voting someone in, that's a, that's just a, a farce, it's a, a myth. You know, these people get into power because they're selected to be in power and then they carry out the wishes of people who are unelected, who are pulling, pulling the strings from uh, in the background. I know this is, I'm only giving a very potted history of things here, but I'm just looking at some of the things that can be changed to make the world a very, very different place to what it is now. But it's getting people to see that um, what's going on at the moment is not anything natural, uh, as you've said, you know, a number of times. This is contrived. This is intentional. Um, you know, all the signs are there that uh, this is, um, this is intent- as I say, deliberate, and the steps that are being taken are um, detrimental to people, detrimental to humanity. And it requires people to, to step away from this um, belief that that's the way things are and actually um, start looking for the facts and realising that um, that what they've been brought up with and are not facts are actually beliefs. And therefore, they can say, well, let's look at the facts and therefore see them see everything very differently and start um, implementing different kinds of actions, changing the way they live. Because when you see things in a different way, you can start changing the way you actually act, the way you behave. And um, that's the other thing with coming out of the fear, believing that um, what what they're being told is, is true uh, about all this sort of, you know, the virus and the illness, knowing that that's not true, it's not based on fact, they can get rid of the fear and start feeling more um, positive, more active and start taking control back over their lives. And that's where these solutions come in, because then people can start taking some actual action instead of just reacting. They can become proactive. Yeah, in regard- another, another thing that people would need to realise and look at is the uh, the judicial system, the actual laws of the land, so-called laws of the land. Um, the whole judiciary is a, a falsehood. I mean, if people think about it, judges are uh, their jobs depend on the governments. They're appointed by the governments. They're paid by the governments. So, if people think about it logically, they realise that a judge's first priority is to protecting the government, not. It's not about justice. And, of course, anyone who's familiar with the way uh, courts are run by judges will realise just how corrupt they are. It's very rare you get justice. You may get the law, but the law and true justice are two entirely different things. And having sat on on several juries myself, I've seen at first hand the working of uh, juries and judges. So, uh, so. People need to realise that uh, under natural law, the natural law of the land, uh, judges are uh, an illegal thing. They have no power and uh, should be removed. That um, any so-called laws and judgments need to be uh, passed only by a true uh, trial by jury of uh, uh men and women with with full knowledge of what their rights are, which are extreme as to what a jury can do. They have maximum power uh, within a courtroom if it's run in the right way. But I mean, the present system where you have uh, 
juries, uh, it's a joke. You know, the, the jurors are not informed of what their true rights as a juror is. And in fact, those rights are kept from them deliberately by the judges who are a, an illegal ent entity anyway. So we need to, as I say, return to proper natural law where anything that's put into place as a law of the land can only be so providing a jury, a true jury, is able to pass it. And anything that they find that's uh, uh, not beneficial to the people can be taken out of uh, the laws of the land, as it were. Uh, so, statute books. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just giving a thumbnail sketch here, but there are ways to do this. Uh, it's not like we've got to invent something new. It's not like uh, by overthrowing the corrupt system that we've got, we're going to revert to the Stone Age and have to start all over again. The natural laws of the land uh, are already there. It's just that they're being ignored and overruled by the illegal uh, carrying on of governments and the uh, judicial system that's uh, usurped the natural laws of the land. So we need them back again and we need to take control. So we need to con take control of the money, um, uh, issuance of money uh, to be in the hands of the people and for the law and the juries to be truly in the hands of the people and to take away all these uh, other people who have uh, who are acting illegally the police force needs to be uh, re-educated so that they are uh, protectors of the people not a private army of governments so these are which is what they are at the moment and we've all seen incidences of this um all over the world and uh, particularly we've seen a lot of it at the moment uh, with the police force in the uk and uh, i'm sure you see it too in the states so they need to realize what their true job is which is to be protectors of the people not uh, oppressors of the people and uh, not there to carry out the wishes of an illegal government and uh, an illegal uh, judiciary, which is really what's happening yeah. at the moment. Yeah, I've, I've noticed I've noticed this repeatedly. People will say, and I know that this is a subject that a lot of listeners are tired of hearing about, but people will say, wearing a mask is the law. I say, where's the law? Well, the governor said that he signed an executive order. Okay, well, can you show me the executive order? Well, no, no, I don't. What do you mean? It's like, show me the order. Do you have a copy of it? Can you direct me to a website? Well, no. Okay, well, I have a copy of it, and I show them the copy. And it says right here, this executive order is basically under the state. It's just a, it's a recommendation. And it says, even in the executive order, this is not a law. This is just a recommendation. This is only value, uh, valid if it is in line with federal law. And that's what all the executive orders say. And so you show that to somebody, they can't comprehend it because they don't know what a law is. They don't know what legislators are. In our country, like in a lot of countries that are constitutional, you have legislators that make the laws. Governors can't just say, this is what you're going to do, and you have to do it. They might. They might send police to arrest you. This is all illegal. So yeah. that's, that's part of the issue is that people think, well, uh, well CNN said it. Well, the governor said it. It must be a law now. And then, of course, you give people this idea that our president just said, I don't know if you guys saw this, if you take the vaccine and you do what we tell you to do, Maybe by the 4th of July, we'll let you have a barbecue, but you'll still have to distance and you'll still have to wear a mask, but we might let you have a barbecue. And yeah. if, if you do what we tell you to do, we're going to give you $1,400, but we're going to pass a $2 trillion stimulus package first that's going to cost the average American taxpayer tens of thousands of dollars, but then we're going to give you $1,400 back 
that'll be you know deflated anyway, so it won't even have the value. I mean, it's total insanity. But it, yeah. it's, it, it looks on the surface, though, like it's free. Oh, I'll get rid of all my student loan debt. They're going to forgive my loans. I'll get some free money up front. Meanwhile, as you guys know, the World Economic Forum, Bill Gates, the UN, major corporations are saying, by 2030, you're not going to own a house, a car, or anything if we have our way. You're going to do what we say when we tell you to do it. You're going to take every vaccine, every medication. You're going to have no job. And that kind of sounds good to some people, but they don't understand or realize it's an extermination of humanity. It has nothing yes. to do with helping or building a better world, at least a better world for us. It builds a better world for elitists and people that want to control things, who are psychopaths, who want to have complete dominion over the planet. That's who it builds a better world for, not you, me, or anybody else. Mm. But it's also treating, uh, you know, like you said, the way uh, you're explaining it. I mean, it's, it's treating all of humanity as as if they're just children, you know. Um, well, we'll let you have this as long as you're good little girls and boys. Right, uh, right. It's, it's absolutely outrageous. And people need to realise that, you know, that that's they're being treated like children. You say, no, actually, we're adults. We think for ourselves. We can do our own homework. Um, we know um, that what you're telling us isn't true, or, or at least to say, well, okay, that's what you say. I'll go and have a look for myself. And in fact, the, the same thing here, that the um, the government uh, website um, with respect to wearing masks actually says that, uh, you know, this sort of um, obviously, you know, recommending that people wear masks, but there are uh, a whole list of uh, exemptions, you know, and that's still on the government website. So you can say, well, you know, you're exempt. It isn't a law. Uh, As I say, they're called guidelines. It's not a law. Um, But there are exemptions that are, uh, uh, I say allowed, uh, you know, but they they recognise exemptions. And yet people are wearing masks in the situation where they haven't even been told to. I mean, you, yes. you know, still see occasionally people out in the street. I mean, some some days are better than others. You know, it's only the odd one. But they're wearing masks outside and nobody has ever told them they're supposed to. So it, it's the self-censoring, but, but you know, <laughs> to a point where it's, it's almost on steroids. Well, what is it? Um, what is it? What does it do too, Don? It, it it basically conditions people to think that humans are dirty. You're dirty. Mm. Your, your breathing is dirty. Your interactions are dirty. Sex is dirty. Handshaking is dirty. Mm. And it makes us out to seem like we are the virus, and that we, as the governments say, they're fighting the virus. They're really fighting the people. They're really fighting human beings. Yes. We're, we're the virus I mean, that, that they're trying to exterminate. Yes, they. I, I think anyone who's looked at this carefully will see that there is an agenda and it's a very evil agenda and it is all about controlling the people now. I mean, the the people that are behind this, they already have all the money you could wish for. So it's not about money. You know, they already have it anyway. Um, They control most of the resources of the world. Uh, Okay, yeah, there may be a few more that they want to control, which they continuing to do so but the thing that they don't have total control of because there's a lot of us is the people so this is their next big exploit and that's really the exercise they're going through at the moment is to get control of the people eliminate as many of them as they can and this is no you know we're all aware of the georgia guidestones you know where they want to uh, reduce the world population to i think it's 500 million you know from 
or roughly eight billion. So that's uh, that's a big reduction. Uh, but they're serious about this, you know, and this is the program that they're trying to put into place uh, to get full control of the people to either eliminate them or to have crushed them emotionally, physically, mentally, so that they just become drones and will do anything they're told to do. Because let's face it, these people who want to control the world, um, you know, they're not capable of uh, inventing things themselves. They're not capable of uh, building cars or airplanes or uh, computers. You know, they, they're not capable of that. So they need people to do all those things to make their lives continue to be the pleasure palaces that they already are. They want that to be maintained, you know. So if their air conditioning breaks down or their yacht fails to start, uh, there's someone they can call on to come and fix it for them. So they need people, um, and and that's their plan. They'll get rid of everyone else that they think is superfluous, or as people like Kissinger have referred to as useless eaters. Uh, you know, that's that's the level that they think that, of as the majority of people. That's what's so astounding. They say it. Sorry, go on. No, I'm sorry, Don. They say it. They admit it. Bill Gates says he says they're going to be childhood death on TV for the vaccines. And he laughs about it. We're going to exterminate the population. They write books on it. They tell you they're going to do it. Yeah. Yes, but they've made a mistake. They've underest- underestimated humanity. And, you know, again, because we're kind of focusing on solutions is really to say, you know, um, even though a lot of people are believing uh, there are a lot of people who are not believing, and I believe, well, sorry, uh, from the uh, feedback we get, the people who aren't believing them and who are starting to resist are growing in numbers. And so this is where the uh, the changing consciousness is, is actually starting to occur because the ridiculous nature of, of what we're being told is becoming more and more obvious that more and more people are seeing it. Um, you know, at some stage, obviously, they, they've had to reveal uh, reveal themselves and their plans. So more people are capable of seeing it and then uh, actually standing up, um, I say against it, but also to stand up for their freedoms, to stand up for their rights, to stand up for humanity and our future. And this is where they're, they're, we're starting to see a shift, um, which, again, is, is what we're saying before about consciousness to being the creative force behind everything and so the the stronger the that force is the, the more people who are realizing what's actually going on and um deciding to take a stand against it uh, or, or well it's not even against it but to t- take a stand for freedom for our future for humanity you know that that's definitely growing um you know we're seeing evidence of that yeah. and that's where things will start to change you know it's it I, I can't say when you know we've no idea but but certainly things are moving in that direction they need to move quickly you know this is not a you know having a five-year plan to uh, uh get, oh, no. get freedom back again you know this is you know there has got to be fast moves made during the course of this year you know um it's it is the situation is quite dire and uh I'm sorry if that sounds alarmist, but it, it is as bad as that because these, the people who are pulling the strings, they know they know that there's a growing resistance to them, and you can tell by the sort of things that they put out on the news bulletins every now and again. You know, as soon as uh, people like us are saying uh, 
uh, about the dangers of the vaccines and what it can do, uh, you'll immediately see uh, a program come up on the BBC of, uh, uh, you know, they've got uh, a report put out that uh, there's absolutely no danger with the vaccines at all. I mean, in the UK, they've got the vaccine, the uh, AstraZeneca one, which is a British made vaccine, which uh, I think there's about 18 countries around the world now have stopped using it because it's been causing blood clots, you know, quite serious ones in people's brains. Some people have died. And, and so these countries have uh, actually withdrawn the use of that one. And so straight away, the BBC and the government are frantically putting out lots of programmes and putting up their talking heads. You know, there's always some doctors they can pay to say anything uh, who are just coming up and say, no, there's absolutely no problems with this vaccine at all. There's nothing to worry about. Uh, yes, there's uh, just one or two people. You know, they'll talk as if there is just one or two people around the world may have had some problems, but there's nothing to worry about. You know, carry on, get your vaccines um, and everything's okay. And this is a sort of stuff that comes out, you know, they because they know that there is a pushback. And that's why there's such heavy censorship now on uh, things like uh, YouTube and Facebook and Twitter. You know, I mean, we suffer from it. Anyone who's trying to put the truth out, you know, will have their videos shut down, their channels shut down. They'll get uh, shadow banned on Facebook where you suddenly find out hardly anyone's communicating with you, even though they've not actually shut your account down. That's the last step. So and I'm, uh, we know that there's lots of people experience this. Now, again, but there are if, alternatives. If, if the truth, if what they're saying is true and what we're saying is nonsense, then they have nothing to fear from they us, sh- do they? They should be able to prove it without a shadow of a doubt. And that's the problem yeah. with censorship is that if you have an open free market of ideas, the good ideas and the truth should, in theory, and idealistically, of course, but in reality, will beat out the bad ideas. But if you censor the good ideas, or at least what some people consider to be uh, good ideas or bad ideas to other people, then you end up with a very one-dimensional way of looking at the world, and that's just, in essence, mind control. That has nothing to do with preventing people from getting access to information that might be harmful. The harm is done in the censorship. The harm is done in the lockdown. The harm is done in the vaccine and the things that are done to supposedly make us better or prevent us from getting sick uh, in a clinical, medical uh, uh, way. That's what does the real harm. That's what causes harm to the psyche, the mental, the physical, and the spiritual bodies. And I think all the things that are having to be done to suppress humanity really shows how powerful consciousness is, Don and David. And I want to thank you guys for coming onto the broadcast this evening. About 60 seconds if you have any final comments. No, the only thing I would like people to realize that there is hope. in the people the people need to pull together they need to stay positive consciousness is a very real thing and to know that uh, these monsters that are seeming to have so much control can be beaten just by the people uh, coming together and uh, do not let them divide us come together and be positive and things will change don about 20 seconds uh, well, echo- echoing what David said, but <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, the, the one thing is to stop being fearful and to start being uh, active, proactive, not not in a um, sort of uh, challenging way, but just take charge of your own life and, and start uh, being creative, being active. And that's that's the, the nature of information and acquiring that information. It's empowering. What really makes you ill is the book. I'm Ryan Gable. Don Lesser, David Parker, this is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. Thank you all for listening. 
You can find all the other interviews at thesecretteachings.info. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. And we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. If you'd like to email us, rdgable at yahoo.com. Time's up. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings. But don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.